Hi everyone, this is Ella Turen. I'm one of your co-hosts for Outside Inside Radio. Hello, I'm Kathy Foley-Meyer, your other co-host. Welcome. Welcome everyone to the beginning of season four of Yay. Outside Inside Radio. <laughs> so I can't believe, Kathy, that we're already in our fourth season. This is amazing. <laughs> it really is. unbelievable and surreal. It really is. You know, when I think about when we started and the people we've spoken with and, and the things that we have lined up coming up, I'm really kind of amazed and excited yeah. at the same time. It has been such an incredible journey. And we want to thank all of our guests, as well as the Prison Arts Collective team for their support. And our guests have been phenomenal. I have learned something from each and every one of them. And we still have more coming. Yeah, we also want to thank our interns, both past and present. Yes, for all of their support, we could not do it without them. I mean, we probably could, but it would just be harder. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so we wanted to start off by giving you a little preview of what season four is going to entail. We have some interesting things that we're switching up for this season, and partially because in the spirit of the workshops and the educational programs that the Prison Arts Collective does, we want to extend that to the podcast as well. So we've had a few ideas and brainstorming and talking to different people about what we can do. And one of those things is really extending what we're doing on air and in the audio realm to you all listeners and to see if there are ways in which you can engage with us. And that will mainly be putting out a call to action slash prompt to folks and having them respond to us. And we're going to test that out today by having Kathy and I be the first ones to answer a prompt. So you can kind of get a sense of what we're talking about. And then we're going to put the prompt back out to all of you to see what responses we get. And then we'll be able to also share those on the radio. Yeah, because as you know, both Ella and I are artists. And after interviewing for a couple seasons, other artists, it kind of creates this creative energy. And we realized we wanted to kind of complete the circle of that energy by bringing our audience in. So that's why we're going to extend the conversation through a prompt. And today's creative prompt is, how do you make the invisible visible? That's such a deep question, Kathy. We didn't say that the questions would be easy, but they will be very thought provoking and they might come from us. They might come from our guests, but they will always be directed at our audience so that we can get that information and that creativity back from you all. So I'm going to throw it to you first, Kathy. Um, as an artist, how do you make the invisible visible? What's that process like for you? And what, is that, what does that mean to you when you hear that? What does it evoke in you? Yeah, well, I feel for me, visibility is one of my main themes as an artist. And obviously, there are all types of visibility. And the thing about the creative process, as many of our artists that we've interviewed have talked about, is that when you're making art, you're actually in some ways becoming more visible to yourself. You're revealing things about yourself to yourself. And then you're kind of simultaneously, when you show your art, putting that version of yourself out there. But for my own creative practice, 
I feel that, you know, as a black woman making, and I feel we don't always have to make art about black people or black things, but when I do, I think about the state of being black, which is both you're sort of invisible in so many ways, you know, our history doesn't always give black people's contribution the full, you know, they can be invisible in that way, but you can also be hyper visible. But for the last few years, I've been engaged in making visible the lives that were lost during the Middle Passage. And because when we think about that history, we tend to focus on what happened after they landed. But I'm really interested in the ocean crossings and all of the lives that were cast into the sea that are, in a sense, still there. The ocean holds, is a universe unto itself that holds many things. And some of the art that I do is dedicated to making those lives visible. And one way that I did it was I accessed something called the Transatlantic Slave Trade Database, and I used used the data in there because the database is an attempt to track as many voyages as possible from that period. And so what you get when you go into the database is a lot of numbers. And so I did a series of abstract paintings where I used the numbers to highlight the time and the temporal aspects as well as the lives that were lost. You know, it doesn't feel like enough because obviously we don't have names, we don't have a physical presence but it is a way of remembrance and memorialization. So, and I'm going to throw it back to you because I know you have so many different formats in which you work. What does that question mean to you? Well, first of all, I love how you're thinking about this as making the invisible visible, especially when it comes to Black bodies and the ocean being this container that is holding those bodies and thinking about how we can use art to sort of like peel back the veil and also honor those bodies, right? As human beings who had lives, who had histories and all of that. And I think about that while you were talking about it, I was thinking about the project that I'm working on right now and how for me, like that container has been for a long time prisons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when I first started doing this work, that was one of the things that struck me about these spaces is how they obviously confine and contain people and bodies in a way that purposefully not only looks to hold people in, but also looks to hold the rest of society out, right? So it's not just keeping people in, it's also keeping people out. And in that way, that's what makes folks inside invisible. Right. And I think for me, Part of it has been trying to create liberatory spaces inside where people can feel like they can be seen and heard and they can think critically about all types of things, about issues that are impacting them. But then in some ways, being able to take that art out into the world and to be able to make those voices and bodies visible has been really important to me. You know, last time I had talked about the project that I did with the women from CIW, their art is represented in my one woman show. And right. so in this next show that I'm working on, I'm taking that to <laughs> an even bigger level. I want to mention too that I think about, there's a relationship here with me with one of my favorite scholars, Ruth Wilson Gilmore. And she talks about these carceral spaces as extracting time. And I think they extract many things, right? It extracts time from people. It extracts memories. It extracts images, visibility. And what we're trying to do is negate this extraction. Or at least what I'm trying to do is do that. Sort of like reclaim image, time, space, matter 
the things that Nicole Fleetwood talks about. I think that all of those things are what artists inside are able to do with when they are being creative. So in my next project, I'm really wanting to find ways for those stories to be out in the public and which some of them already are. I've already started working on this project that is in collaboration with Prison Pandemic Stories, which is a project that was created by faculty and students at UCI in which they collected stories of people inside and their recounting what it is like to be on lockdown during the pandemic and incarcerated. And I'm going to take those stories and put them on the stage, very much in the style of Anna Devere Smith and Sarah right. Jones and, yeah. you know, whose work I love. But what's very raw about their work, and they do the same thing, I think, in making the invisible visible, is they have taken the voices of many different people on a particular topic and put them on the stage for us to see. Right. And that's kind of the same thing that I want to do with these stories. Yeah, that's going to be amazing because it's really intense. Um, you know, the COVID period was an, a period of even more intense separation. Yes. Um, for us as human beings. And so populations that were formerly invisible, like incarcerated populations, did briefly become visible because the media focused yes. on, you know, what it was like to be inside and dealing with COVID. So, yeah, no, that's going to be amazing. When you were speaking, I was thinking about how the invisibility-visibility conundrum relates to time and how time has passed when you are a member of an invisible, of a removed population. So yeah, I, th I think it's a really interesting prompt and I'm really excited to see what comes out of it from our audience. Yeah. So for everybody who's listening out there, now that you've heard Kathy and my take on it, it's your turn to contribute to the conversation and let us know as an artist, as a creative, how do you make the invisible visible through this creative work. And we will, as we promised, put the details of how to do that at the end of this episode. But for now, we just want to thank you all for listening. We have still a number of guests that we're going to be talking to this season, and we're really excited about all of them. We think that you will get a lot. And like I said, some of them will actually be sending out some prompts to you as well. And those might be prompts that ask you to write some lyrics, or they might ask you to draw something, or they might ask you to write a poem, all sorts of creative mediums we're exploring here. And I think that's the beauty of our show too, is that our artists come from, from all different backgrounds and all different types of creative lenses. And we are so excited to share that all with you. So thanks again, everyone, for joining us. We're really excited to hear what you have to say about your own creative process. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you soon in our second episode. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to Outside Inside Radio, brought to you by the Prison Arts Collective. Prison Arts Collective is founded on the belief that art is a human right, and is dedicated to bringing the transformative power of the arts to people experiencing incarceration. We are based in the School of Art and Design at San Diego State University and have additional chapters at three CSU campuses. Prison Arts Collective is a project of California Arts and Corrections, an initiative of the California Arts Council and the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Outside Inside Productions are a way to communicate with our participants and with the wider public 
through video and other media as an extension of our distance learning project created in response to COVID-19. If you'd like to respond to this week's prompt, send an email to packradio4 at gmail.com. That's P-A-C radio and the number four at gmail.com with the subject line outside inside prompt. We'll select responses to be broadcast on the show during the season. We look forward to hearing from you.